Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, Matthew, it's been quite an interesting week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. 2023. I know that, um, you know, we're, we're talking about New Year's resolutions later in the show. I don't want to spoil it, but, um, you know, think about uh, what resolutions you have this year. New year, new start. I think new beginnings are important to us uh, as human beings. We, we like those sort of defining markers. And so anyway, I hope you all had a happy new year. I don't know if you had a chance to check out the Georgia game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I saw the ball drop. Okay. A little to the left and short. That that ball drop right at midnight. <laughs> I was um I thought it was over. Yeah. I mean I, I honestly in field goal range. I mean and he was a good I think they said the I might be wrong in the statistic, but it was like he missed only two oh my field goodness. goals from that range all year. Yeah. And now don't give me I mean the pressure is immense. I mean sure. goodness. But anyway, I was like I thought, yeah, I mean they they played really well against Georgia. You know, thankfully Georgia good, won, good but team. Yeah. but man, uh, <laughs> I just was like laughing after like that. That is yeah, incredible. Crazy. So, I feel bad for those guys, though. I mean, they oh yeah, I mean they they work so hard, and, and, yeah. and and you know something's sim sure. sim. I'm oh, not simple, but like little like yeah, that can right, just right, right. be the be the end of the game. So yeah. it's a new year. Georgia's in the uh, the finals. That's Excited right. for that That's on right. on Monday, and then yeah, so we uh, we're here with you. To the first show of the year, and so by the way, my name's. Zach Albanese. I'm a financial advisor here with Richard Young Associates. Been been here um, almost two years. That's kind of, yeah. It's been next, next been month. Two? Be nice. two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I'm Matthew Travis. I'm also a financial planner here at the firm. Yeah, so we're excited to have you listen uh, to us today with our weekly show. We're up exclusively every week on Friday afternoon. You can find us um, on our website as well through MoneyMD.net or on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use every Friday and listen to us anywhere in the world. And also, don't forget to check us out on our website, moneymd.net, where you can link to us. You can ask us questions. Um, you can actually link to our previous shows, which is really helpful. And um, and so, just a uh, a good resource. It's a good for, resource for a lot of people. For people, especially right. if you enjoy listening to podcasts. And so, we got some good articles for you this morning, afternoon, whenever you're choosing to listen to us. Um, our first one, we're going to actually look at the impact of interest rates. You know, the, the Fed mm -hmm. raised interest rates at a record pace last year. Mm -hmm. And we'll a little bit into this year, too. And so we'll talk about what kind of impact does it have on your wallet? Yeah, that's right. And the second article is going to be looking at New Year's resolutions. That's right. Uh, ironically, New Year's resolutions, which we'll find out in just a minute, are not very uh, often kept by people who make them. But we have five good resolutions for your finances that, um, yeah, if you keep them, it can be very good for you and your family. So those are, it's going to be a good article. Yeah. And on another note, we want to remind you, uh, remind our clients um, that we will be hosting a webcast with Dimensional Funds, which is our fund company that we use this coming Monday uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern time. You'll get an email about that, but just wanted to drop the reminder on the podcast in case you forgot about it or didn't check your email, go ahead and check that. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Matthew, I don't know if you have anything to add to it, but just a good time to kind of talk to the, the people behind our funds and, and their philosophy and, and how they think about investments, the markets. And I think it'll be really uh, informational, educational, and just a good use of your time. 
Yeah, that's right. And we're going to have um, one or two of our advisors actually hosting right. yep. um, that. So it is just for our clients. And that is, again, Monday, uh, January 9th yes. of, of this year. So, yep. Yep. Coming up. That's right. All right, Matthew, let's start out with our financial fact of the week. You want to read this one? Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, a new poll, uh, a couple thousand Americans found that it takes uh, just 32 days for the average person to finally break their resolutions. Uh, 68% report giving up on their resolutions even sooner than that. Uh, in fact, one in seven Americans never actually believe that their resolution um, will be succeeded in the first place, that they will succeed in their resolutions. One in seven. Um, the top reason yeah, her resolutions don't stick, um, according to this, this uh, recent s- survey, is a, a lack of self-discipline. Now, it's interesting just because resolutions tend to be very good for us, right? They tend to be things mm-hmm. that will improve our lives. Um, right. But, you know, we do find that crowded out schedules tend to not allow us to go to the gym or allow us to eat healthy or, um, you know, whatever that resolution is. Um, again, the, you know, the, the top reason 52% of people said it's, it's a lack of discipline. Do you have any thoughts on discipline or, or what that looks like for, for resolutions in specific? Yeah, I think it's it's... Clearly discipline and also most good things for us are not immediately beneficial. Mm. Um, working out, you know, you feel the effects working out, but it's it's harder early on. You know, you're tired. You don't want to do it. But the real benefit of working out is when you do it mm. three months, six months, you know, consistently right. for a year or right. more. And then it gets easier. And then you have more energy. But disciplines are hard because... You have to act, you have to be convinced that what you're doing is actually beneficial for you, not tomorrow, not next week, but mm. actually three, six months, a year down the road. Yeah, that's good. I think that's what's hard is it's the discipline is not immediately realized. Mm. Um, that at least that's what's hard for me. Typically. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So it's it's like an example. Ryan actually was telling me this the other day. Like working out, it's it's not necessarily about seeing the weight drop immediately, but it's right. about believing. Hey, this is good for my heart. It's good for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is good long term. Right. Even if I'm gaining weight and I'm doing this, it's it's good. Yeah. So I think it's a great great point. So, yeah. Anyways, interesting financial fact of the week. That is good. Yes. And as we and we'll talk more about resolutions in a, in a little bit. But first, we're going to go into our first article, and this one's from Ramsey Solutions. You know, I thought this would be interesting because it was talking about how the Federal Reserve interest rates will impact your wallet. We can see these rates rise. We know that, it, you know, the, the market was was uh, rough last year, largely due to the rate rises. But what does it actually mean kind of practically for you? And so we're going to jump into that and talk about that. And really, you know, really the, the um, Fed did this rate hikes to fight inflation. Mm. That was kind of the the, right. the impetus of it. When you raise interest rates, it slows things down and hopefully to slow inflation down. So the Fed, the last rate in December was a half basis or 50 basis point, half percent rate increase, which boosted targets rates last year from 4.25% to 4.5%. What's interesting mm. is that rates were like at zero at the start of 2022. Wow. So all of the rate increases happened last year. And so yeah, we started, March was the first one last year. We had four 75 basis point hikes. Wow. You know, which totals for 3% in and of itself. Mm. And so now we're at that four, four and a quarter, four and a half percent rate hike. And so, yeah, they're, they're planning to continue it this year. But um, it is interesting to look back and see, will, yeah. you know, ask the question, will it, will it impact 
the inflation. So anyway. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and keep in mind, the Fed doesn't set interest rates for consumer loans. Instead, it sets the federal funds rate. And that's the rate that banks charge each other for short-term loans. And the fe federal funds rate does influ influence interest rates for all kinds of other loans like mortgages, credit cards, and student loans. And more rate hikes will probably keep coming in 2023 as the Fed tries to straighten out these insane inflation problems. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit more in a minute. Uh, and even, as, even though those uh, Fed rate hikes mostly hit people who are borrowing money, they impact your savings accounts too. Uh, but typically in a good way, right? As, as rates increase... Um, that means your savings account That's interest right. rates increase as well, typically. Now, there's typically a lag, right? The banks like to take their time on raising the savings account interest rates, but it nonetheless does, does, does occur. Yeah, so why does the Federal, Federal Reserve raise interest rates? You know, we could say a lot of things here, but basically the Federal Reserve raises and lowers interest rates to try to keep the economy running smoothly. That's a very simplistic way to say it. But that's their goal. They want to keep things running smoothly. They want to keep tabs on uh, two big things uh, that keep kind of the news media in, in, in the business these days, um, which we've heard a lot of, which is inflation and recession. So inflation, the Fed likes to keep inflation hovering at around the 2% mark. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it's been the last 20 years, sure. around 2 2.5%. But seeing as, how, seeing as um, how the inflation rate is sitting at 7.1% as of last month, you can probably guess the Federal Reserve isn't too thrilled about that. So hiking interest rates is an option, one option the Fed has up its sleeve to try to slow down inflation because people will tend to buy less stuff when interest rates are high. And the word is this most recent increase won't be the last we've seen mm. um, as those interest rate hikes earlier. So I think we got to buckle up, Matthew. Yeah, that's right. So recession, you know, what, what does that mean? When the Fed raises interest rates to fight inflation, the economy slows down and could fall into a recession. A recession happens when the economy is really in a slump for a few months. This means the unemployment is high, spending is low, and gross domestic product is negative. When times get tight during a recession, people aren't as interested in borrowing money or spending money. So the Federal Reserve typically lowers interest rates during a recession, hoping that it'll nudge folks to spend more. The Fed has a balancing act on its hands with this, right? They raise interest rates when inflation is going up to try to slow inflation. But mm -hmm. at some point, you know, a, a tool that they have is to reduce uh, the interest rates to try to That's spur right. on the economy. So though it, you know, it's very complicated and we don't like seeing, um, you know, some of these effects that the, the Federal Reserve is, you know, they do have our best interest in mind trying to help the economy overall, um, you know, o over time. Yeah, it really is a balancing act. And so I think that's why we are going to see rate increases in the beginning of this year, not to the extent of last year, at least, you know, that's what they've projected. And hopefully that, you know, they do end soon. Hopefully we do see inflation come down. Hopefully unemployment stays as low as it is. You don't see it creep up. There's a lot of interesting factors that will be, um, um, I guess, realize in, right. once we get some more data this year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what do raising or rising Federal Reserve interest rates Im actually impact? Um, the biggest thing they impact, you know, obviously is your money. Uh, whether you're saving your cash, spending it, or paying off with debt, rising interest rates will hit your budgets in some way. And here's what the Fed's rate hike means for things like mortgages, credit cards, and and everything else in between. So, yeah, Matthew, what about credit cards? How does it affect them? Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously 
rates uh, that are variable are affected by these federal funds rates that trickle down to consumer spending. Um, you know, rising Federal Reserve interest rates means that interest rates on credit cards jump as well. Anyone carrying a balance on their credit card from month to month will see an interest rate spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, student loans are another example. Uh, if you haven't already noticed an interest rate increase on your student loans, you probably aren't going to. You're not going to. Right. And the, the reason is most of these are fixed interest rates, meaning the interest rate was locked in when you agreed to pull out the loan. Now, if you're pulling out loans since you know these rates are increasing, those sure, yeah, are typically different. the people that will see the higher interest rates yep. on these student loans. Yeah. So car loans, you know, just like student loans, most auto loans have a fixed rate too. So whatever the interest rate was when you signed on the dotted line for the loan, that's still the, you know, the same interest rate you're going to pay, you're going to pay. But let's say someone, you know, got caught up in the heat of the adrenaline rush of, of the car commercial that they saw. They went out, to take a loan uh, on a car today. You know, they'd be agreeing to those higher interest rates. And so really the, the challenge is, you know, let's try not to be that person in a high interest rate environment Try to save up as much cash as you can. Trying to find a used car, although right now I understand it's it's hard. Right. But finding a good or a better deal, you know, we know you know used cars aren't cheap. But if you look hard enough, you can still find a good deal without having to set foot any anywhere near uh, a car loan, or at least having enough paid so that the car loan isn't detrimental right. uh, to your right. to your budget. And the next thing is mortgages. And so similarly, when it comes to um, the the interest rate hikes. It really depends on what kind of mortgage you have. So just like other loans, if you look at a fixed rate mortgage, which is really the one that we'd recommend, it's more safe. Um, fixed rate mortgage is just like it sounds. The interest rate is set in stone for as long as you have that mortgage, you know, unless you refinance. And no matter what kind of craziness go- goes on with the interest rates, your mortgage mm-hmm. interest rate isn't budging. And so it's, it's interesting because like a year ago, interest rates were great on mortgages. Right. And they really boosted last year. And, uh, you know, now it's, we're seeing the slowdown in the housing um, sector. So anyway. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of different consumer spending. Another one is a little different investments, right? This is primarily what we, what we deal with, with our clients. Uh, When the Fed raises these interest rates, it, it tends to make people and businesses buy less stuff. Plus investors often take it as a sign that the economy is not in great shape, so they don't invest as much and sometimes even cash out of their investments. Hmm. Uh, this combination can make stock earnings and prices drop, uh, and sometimes the stock market takes a dip because of it. But the yep. positive side to this, Zach, is um, you know, if we are invested over the long term, this is a right. good time to purchase, right? When, right. when the stock market yeah. goes down, it's a good time to say, hey, let's, let's buy more um, because these prices have always come back. Uh, we just don't know when. So investments sure. do are affected. Yep. Savings accounts are another you know area. Uh, but guess what? Like we mentioned earlier, savings accounts tend to go up when, when yeah. these interest rates are rising, right? They, right? they pass along some of these rising interest rates to you as well. We've seen this in money market accounts. And we there's some accounts that are earning in the 3 to 4% for money markets. And right. just a year ago, they were point. Oh, two. I mean, it's yeah. just like nothing, right? It's basically nothing. So, yeah. I mean, that, that is, that is a positive, um, as well for, for our emergency funds and for, for funds that we, you know, may need in the, the near future that savings accounts, um, will have gone up and will likely continue to go up as well. That's right. That's right. So then what can we do, right? These are the effects, but what can we do? What can maybe ask yourself, what can I do about rising federal reserve interest rates? And uh, you definitely can't change the Fed's mind because they're going to do what they talk about. Uh, but you can make sure you know you're in a good spot to deal with those interest rates. And so the best things you can do 
we talked about this, we're going to talk about it again. It's our prescription is, is make a budget, mm. right? So that's a bad word. Make <laughs> Oh, budget. Budget. Yeah. People don't like budgets. Man. I love budgets. You, like if you don't budgets? like budgets. Talk to me. I'll make you like okay. budgets. All right, so all right. if, if, you know, higher fed interest rates put you on edge, the easiest thing you can do for some peace of mind is to create a budget. You know, budgeting each month will give every dollar a job to do and put you, um, you know, in the driver's seat with your spending. Oh, nice. I mean, because you really need all these subscription services. Do you really need the things you do? Especially when money's tighter, it helps you focus on what yeah. is necessary and what's not. Mm. That's great. Yeah, another way to, you know, uh, think through this is, you know, can you pay off your debt? If you're swimming in consumer debt, I know it sounds simple, but can you really focus on paying off that credit card or paying off that car loan or paying off that student loan? Um, you know, really focusing on paying off these consumer non-mortgage related debts quickly um, mm -hmm. as these interest rates are rising can be very helpful. Uh, and then keep saving. If you're out of debt, everything except your home, keep on saving in your, you know, to fund your emergency fund for three to six months of living expenses. Uh, thanks to rising interest rates, your savings accounts will grow a little bit more than it did before. Take advantage of that and, and really start saving, uh, saving more. That's right. Yeah. So those are good tips. And then, um, yeah. So what is it, you know, what does this mean, um, for, for your money long-term? I think long story short, you know, the fed has raised interest rates. They're going to keep raising interest rates to get inflation to chill out. But once we see inflation chill out, um, you know, I do think things will start to normalize a bit. I know the market has responded uh, heavily to things, but but really they've also priced in these future rate mm, cuts as that's well. Good. So I think as long as inflation really gets dealt with through this process, and we've seen hope there, which is great, I really do think um, things will ease out this year. Uh, but we'll see, you know, we never know. Um, but there's things you can do in the meantime, even if even if things are, are a little wobbly. So uh, that was a good piece from Ramsey uh, on interest rates and what does it mean for you. And so next, Matthew, let's go to the uh, question of the week. Yeah, and I'll ask you this. Uh, this okay. is a good question from a client. Um, the question is this. Should I pay off my $15,000 credit card debt or should I save 15000 in an emergency fund? So right over the next year, should I pay off credit card debt or should I save in a savings account? That's a good question. Uh, I think first and foremost, you want to make sure you've got that $1,000 in your emergency fund, right? That's that's for real emergencies. And you want to make sure you have that. But then, I mean, it all depends on your situation, obviously. Right. I think the biggest question is, is there a plan in place? Mm, that's good. Right? If there's no plan in place, then I would say, okay, take, take out that debt right away. Mm -hmm. But if there's a plan to say, okay, I'm going to put this amount into emergency fund every month, this month to pay off my debt, yeah. and it comes to a help, healthy medium, well, I think that's also a good strategy. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, what do you yeah, think? And, and we we often say, you know, in personal finance, there's a financial answer where we can say, sure. hey, it's better to oh, yeah. do this financially. But then there's also a personal answer that says, hey, yeah. this keeps me up every night having this credit card debt. Right. And I want to pay it off and I don't want to save until I have it. And it's like, okay, we'll pay it off. That's great. Or it's like, hey, I can't sleep at night or I'm, you know, anxious because I don't have 5000 in a savings account. It's okay, well, do that and then pay off the debt. So like you said, Zach, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. The, the, and you said it well, is it's to have a plan in place. Yeah. That's, that's really the key is to have a plan moving forward. Yeah, that's good. Good question. And uh, yeah, make a plan. I think any anytime you're struggling or stressed by anything, having a plan, even if the plan isn't perfect, mm. it, it does help us feel a little bit better about our decisions 
and helps us slow down. It helps us realize that we're not as in big of trouble as we might think we are. Mm, so, that's good. Yeah. That's great, man. All right. What's next for us, Matthew? What you got? Second article, New Year's resolutions. So, Zach, are you the kind of person or even for, you know, in the past, have you been the type of person to make resolutions on New Year's Day? Have you been? You know, I do. This okay. year I forgot. Okay. <laughs> but but typically I do. Okay. Uh, you know, my my twins, their birthday is January 3rd. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, right. Oh, they, yeah. They turned year, three yeah. yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, now that's mixed, you know, in between Christmas and their birthday or Christmas, New Year's and their birthday, sure. there gives me a little less time to think about myself. Okay. So, uh, um, but I like New Year's resolutions. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So goals, having goals, resolutions, right? I mean, those can be very good for us, right? Resolutions can get a bad rap to say, oh, I'm just trying to improve myself. But in all reality, there can be very bad things you have in your life that you just, it would be good for you to get rid of them. Um, you know, a lot of times, like we said, people don't stick to them, but, uh, here are five financial resolutions that if you can really think through this, um, and maybe even help someone who's younger than you think through this, it can be very beneficial. The first one is to create a budget. Committing to a saving and investing program during your working years is generally the best way to boost your net worth and achieve many of life's uh, most important goals. Of course, first you'll need to know how much money you've got to work with, and that's where we mentioned it earlier, budget can be a bad word for people, but it's really just a spending plan that allows you to have peace when you spend money and when you give money and when you save money. So it's really just a, a plan in place to, to move forward with your finances. Yeah. And if budget, if the word budget scares you, you know, just think about it from a, uh, just a, a minimalistic standpoint, you have a high level budget, have three things, money that's mm -hmm. coming in after taxes what's going out, what are you spending, and then how much you're keeping or saving. So if you're not sure where your money's going, track your spending. Okay, you've got your income, you, whether it hits every week, every two weeks, once a month, and then where does that money go? All budgeting is, is categorizing where your money is going, mm. what it is allocated for. Or, you know, sometimes you have, give every dollar a job, or some of these, these sayings that sure. help think about money at having responsibility, because it always does. Mm. So what's coming in, what are you spending, what are you saving? Um, so create a, whether it's a spreadsheet, jot it on a napkin, any, anything you can do to kind of get that mindset in place. So determine how much money you need to cover your fixed monthly expenses, such as rent, mortgage, other living expenses, and how much you need to put away for other goals. Yeah. Uh, for retirement, typically our rule of thumb is saving 10 to 15% pre-tax, including the match from an employer. Sure. Yeah, that's right. This next one is to project the cost of essential big ticket items. If you have a big expense in the near term, like college, tuition, or roof repair, uh, put that money aside or increase your savings and treat that money as spent. If you know that you'll need that money within a few years, keep it in relatively liquid, safe investments. If you have more than a few years, then invest wisely and, and try to match that timeline with your investments. Uh, prepare for emergencies. Also, we uh, suggest creating an emergency fund with three to six months of living expenses in there. This is yep. really just designed to provide peace of mind and to keep you out of out of credit card debt. Yeah, uh, which flows into the next resolution, which is to manage your debt. Yeah, so resolution two: manage your debt. You know, for most people, some level of debt is a practical necessity. You know, especially to purchase a long-term asset to pay back over time. You know, I think a home is obviously the most sure. common there, but you know. Problems do arise when debt becomes more of a burden than a tool. And so here's how to stay in control. Uh, I think the first tip is keep your total debt load manageable. You know, don't confuse what you can borrow with what you should borrow. 
keep the monthly cost of owning a home, you know, principal, interest, mm. taxes, insurance, below 28% of your pre-tax income. That's kind of the, the rule of thumb. And your total monthly debt payments, including your credit cards, auto loans, mortgage payments, below 36% of your mm. pre-tax income. So those are good numbers to know. 28%, if it's just home stuff, 36% if it's all your debt. All debt, um, yeah. That is considered kind of manageable or, sure. or healthy or, sure. or good. Yeah, yeah. kind of like the max that you want to try to stay right. below that, right? Yep. Yeah, the next one is to eliminate, again, we've said it, but high interest, um, non-deductible consumer debt, like credit cards and cars. Um, I mean, these are very easy to let roll over month to month, but as we've learned, these rising interest rates do cause a problem with credit cards. Yeah. Um, the next one is to match repayment terms to your time horizon. For any amount of debt, have a disciplined payback schedule. So like your mortgage, if you want to retire in 20 years, we would, and you're looking at a new home, we would honestly encourage you to try to match up your mortgage with when you retire. So maybe you don't get a 30 year, maybe you get a 20 year, which would yeah. perhaps force you to get a smaller house, but would allow you to have a house and to have a payment that you can afford and pay it off by the time you retire. Yeah, that's so, really good. Yeah, matching those time horizons time horizons can be very helpful. Yeah. Uh, resolution three, optimize your portfolio. You know, focus on your overall investment mix. You know, after committing to a savings plan, how to invest your uh, your next most, how to invest your money is your next most important decision. You know, have a an asset allocation that is a strategically portioned mix of stocks, bonds, cash in your portfolio that you're comfortable with. Think about your risk level, even in a down market. I mean, how does the last year make yeah. you feel? That's a good Good yeah. question, especially 2023 to reassess your risk. How did 2022 make you feel? Uh, and remember, the longer your time horizon, the more time you'll have to potentially benefit from the up or down market. So we're big on diversification. Don't diversify across and within asset classes. Diversification can help reduce risk and can be a critical factor in helping you reach your goals. You know, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, which is how we, sure. you know, those are your investment tools we use. They're great ways to own and um, be diversified, own a diversified basket of securities in really just about any asset class. That's right. And also making sure your benchmark, that you're benchmarking where your portfolio is, is appropriate, right? We have people yeah. saying, hey, when the markets are doing great, you know, I only made a fraction of that and they have bonds in their portfolio. So right. making sure that if you're watching the markets, which we don't necessarily recommend doing very frequently, but if you do, making sure you understand, hey, if there's bonds in the portfolio, then it's going to be less than just the markets. But, um, you know, it's it's not going to be just like the the standard um, portfolio that you see on on the news. So just understanding the benchmarks as well, if you, if you watch yep. that is important. That's right. Resolution four, we got, what is there, five or six? There's five. Five yeah. resolutions. Okay. Resolution four. Two more. Prepare for the unexpected. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, you know, you're, every, every year you can never plan perfectly, right? So that's why we think, have things like emergency funds or uh, categories in your budget that are for the unexpected. And sure. so one of the largest unexpected things is medical expenses, right? Um, so protect against large medical expenses with health insurance. Um, I said health insurance, weird. Health insurance. Okay. <laughs> so select a health insurance policy that matches your needs in areas such as coverage, deductibles, co-payments, yeah. um, medical providers. You know, If you're in good health and don't visit the doctor often, consider a high deductible policy to ensure against the possibility of serious illness. 
And if you use a high deductible plan, you can also use a health savings. Nice, account. HSA. So we love the HSA. We do love the HSA. So. That's right. Another one is to purchase life insurance, right? We, yep. we, we recommend this. If you have dependents on your income and something were to happen to you, then those dependents still need your income, which is where life insurance comes in. So yeah. term life insurance Very important. is good. Another one is, is long-term disability. If your work doesn't offer this, we would recommend you looking into a, a policy outside your work. But this is really just saying, hey, if something happens to you, your emergency fund is your short-term disability. And then long-term is, you know, it can be three to 10 to 15 years of, hey, I can't yeah. work, but I still need an income. And that's what this provides that protection yep. for. Yeah. And there's other liability coverages too, if needed. There's you know, umbrella policy, which is a cost-effective way to increase your liability coverage you know, by a million dollars or more in case you're at fault in an accident or someone's injured. There's also long-term care insurance, right. which you know, really depends on your situation. Um, it's more cost-effective early, um, but you also can save more and plan. If you plan well, typically people don't need long-term care yeah, insurance. Self-insured. You become self-insured, but it's still a good thing to think about and talk about mm -hmm. and see if it's right for you. So I think considering storing, you know, um, just whether it's insurance or other things you're trying to insure yourself against, like something happened to your home, sure. consider putting things like documents, mm. um, putting things like a hard drive, a roadmap of your assets. Yeah. Like putting them in a safe box in case something happens. I think, you know, we, we don't ever think it's going to happen to us <clears throat> that like, sure. Oh, our house is going to burn down. But the reason we have these worries, cause it does happen. I mean, sure. it's rare, but so not only thinking about insurance, and, but also thinking about insuring your 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 belongings, especially those that are they're valuable. Yeah, that's right. And this fifth resolution um, is to protect your estate. Review your beneficiaries. Right, beneficiaries are the it's how we keep assets like retirement accounts and and um, you know savings accounts out of probate. Updating mm -hmm. or preparing your will. We have so many people come into our office and. Please listen to this. If you have kids and you don't have a will, that I mean, that is, of all of this that we've talked about, that is the most important thing that I would encourage you to do. If you don't have a will and you have kids, love, I mean, serve them well by getting a will. And really, if you don't do that, then the state will decide. If something were to happen to you and your spouse, then the state will decide who gets your kids. And sometimes yeah. it works out, but a lot of times there's a lot of ugly fighting that happens. It's a long process. If anything, it's long that's and right. it's, it's emotionally draining. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So serve, serve your kids well by having a will that says, hey, if we were to die, this is the custodian. This is the guardian of my kids. So that is yep. that is important, getting a will. Yeah. And so, and just to kind of wrap things up on the estate planning, you just make sure your different assets are titled similarly for the rest of your estate plan. Having Consider having a durable powers of attorney for healthcare in place. Um, you know, and just take care of uh, important estate documents. Just know where they're at. Make sure your loved ones know where they're at. Right. And remember, you don't have to do everything at once. We give you this list. Maybe check back later on and see if you've you've done it. But just to know about these things, so you've got a plan going forward. I think will will help your your resolutions out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's a really good article from from Schwab. Yeah, um, that's that right. We, that we went over today. So yeah, yeah, great article. Yeah, good good stuff here. All right, let's. Uh, do the prescription yeah, of the week. Zach, so, if you can read that. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Yeah. Prescription of the week is this. Build a new budget. You thought I wouldn't talk about so budgets budget again, again man. You love the again. budgets. I'm going to bring it up. And there's also a video. Of, of the budget? About, of you talking, talking about, about the budget. Yeah. Man. In case you okay. want the visual, right. uh, you know, yeah, the visual counterpart. That's right. So build a new budget based on last year for 2023. This is my, this is my recommendation. So 
sometimes it's hard to think about budgets, but look at your spending from last year. Look at may, maybe you pull up your your credit card bills, your your debit card bills, just any expenditures you have. How did you spend last year? And more often than not, this year is going to look similar. Um, you may have had a uh, kind of a a one off year. Maybe you furnished a house or something. I know that's what we've been doing. But look at it and see how you're spending and base your 2023 budget off of that going forward. And just remember, budgets are malleable. They don't need to be set in stone. They adjust to your spending. But having a plan is so important so that you can keep your resolutions, mm. so you can stay uh, on top of your saving goals and, and everything like that. So uh, that's the prescription. Watch the video for for more details. Nice. So, um, but this has been... Uh, this has been it, Matthew. This is our edition of Money MD. Um, tune in next week, moneymd.net, to hear more prescriptions on your financial health. Check out our website, moneymd.net, and send us your questions or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706 739 0725. And don't forget, if you're a client and you're interested in that Dimensional Funds webcast, it is on Monday, um, January 9th at 1 p.m. You'll get an email about that. And that's it for the show, Matthew. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Material in this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment tax or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. All hosts are representatives of Richard Young Associates and Registered Investment Advisor.